My name is Barbara McMillan, and I'm the Provincial Community Engagement Coordinator for United Way of British Columbia's Population Health Team, and one of the people behind Health Age and Core Canada, the national knowledge hub connecting agencies that support and advance independent living for older Canadians. I'm speaking to you from the traditional and unceded territory of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh First Nations in what is now called British Columbia. And as this is a pan-Canadian event with participants from all over the country, we also acknowledge the traditional ancestral territories of all First Nations on which we gratefully work and gather. So I think most people are probably on by now and uh, we're really pleased to be partnering with HelpAge Canada to bring you this on aging conversation series focused on sharing conversations with thought leaders in healthy aging. Each 30 minute episode includes a short video introducing a community-based organization that's making a difference in the lives of older Canadians and features HelpAge Canada CEO Gregor Snedden in conversation with the guest and a little time for questions before we wrap up. So you can certainly, uh, as we go along, post any questions in the chat box. We'll be keeping track of them and hopefully have time to get to all of them before we, we wrap up today. Thank you very much, uh, Barbara, for that introduction. HelpAge Canada supports community, the community-based senior service sector across Canada, uh, supporting organizations in a variety of programs. Uh, we also operate internationally in several countries, including right now uh, in Ukraine. Uh, it's, this has just been an ex a great program that we've been engaging us in these last uh, few weeks, and I'm, I'm really excited about today's guest. In the, in the last two sessions, we've shared a video of, as Barbara mentioned, of a community-based senior services organization in Canada as part of our, um, as part of our, of our sharing for this half hour. But this week, we have a very uh, unique situation where we're going to be speaking with Anne Keynes, and she has prepared a video from her organization, Reka. And uh, which we're going to share in a, in a, in a few moments. So we're, we're not going to feature another organization, but we're really going to focus on, on RECA today. So let me introduce you to Anne. Anne. Anne is proud to be one of the founding members of RECA, an organization of elders from Montreal's cultural communities who work across age, gender, and ethnic lines to raise awareness of elder mistreatment and to promote a culture of respect for elders in all communities. Rika uh, uses participatory theater workshops to provide opportunities for elders to identify problems, to collect and focus current information and resources, and hence to explore solutions for individuals in their respective uh, communities. So, uh, and I had the great pleasure of, of meeting Anne when she was in Ottawa, um, for a couple of months uh, earlier this year. And it was just such a pleasure. I was so excited about the program that, that you're doing, Anne. So welcome to uh, On Aging. Thank you. Thank you, Gregor. And thank you, Barbara. And thank you, Molly, for uh, having me here. And good morning, Canada. <laughs> oh, I think we're a good afternoon, Canada now. Yeah, we're right across yeah, the country. We have just made it. Um, yeah, yes, I'm really happy to be here to talk about RECA because uh, it was the end of the 20th century. I mean, that we actually got together. We were, the founding members were five of us 
who participated in a CLSC, and I'm sure you all know what CLSC is. It's the local clinic, um, social clinic, medical centers, uh, community centers that work it throughout Montreal and throughout Quebec. And CLSC um, René Kessin was very concerned that the elders from the cultural communities weren't accessing enough of the resources. And so they did some research before we joined the, the project and they heard, no, we don't have abuse. No, 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 we don't have abuse. And so each of the groups, each of the members of this founding group came from, and I do want to name them. There were the South Asia Women's Community Center, there's the Council for Black Aging, there was COPSI, which is Centre Orientation Paralegal pour les uh, Sociales et les Immigrantes, and, um, and a few others. But after the project was over, we realized that one of the key things about elder mistreatment and why there was such profound silence and, and very little access to what was offered or assumed offered to the cultural communities at that time uh, was that really there is such a strong taboo about talking about elder mistreatment. This probably crosses all communities, but it is profound in the cultural communities. And you can see why, you know, you're betraying your own family. You're betraying the community, a community might, that might be subject to racism, racialization, um, poverty, and pointing out stereotypes about one group being more uh, capable of mistreating than another. You just don't. The silence is profound, and it probably still is, even though we have the impression, and it's always an impression, about how much elder mistreatment does ex exist in the cultural communities and also in the larger society. When I looked at an old brochure we had, it was 15% of the general population, they thought. Before that, it was 10, between 10% and 20%. Now it's maybe 5%. There, it's all sort of, it has to be a bit of guesswork data and figuring out now the demographics, we will even get more statistics about the, the potential. It, it, it's so interesting, Anne. You know, I, I uh, had the have had the great privilege of working with indigenous communities in Canada and and often discovered the same thing you know we would elders would share in a in a in a very safe and sacred space you know the woundedness that they might feel say of uh, of sacred sacred uh, sites being uh, desecrated or where the young people are partying and spray painting how wounded they were but they would never ever say that publicly even given the chance to talk about it or to share it um and i remember asking an elder well why i mean here's an opportunity to maybe you know make some change and they said well we would never want to discourage them we would never want to discourage the youth or uh there's this um you know, unspoken value that, you know, you don't complain or you don't bring attention to yourself or share your needs. You just, um, you know, it's, it's amazing. Very similar, I think, to, to what you're speaking about. Um, well, except that 
you have different waves of immigration and you have uh, vulnerabilities at different stages. And what, what happened as a result of that project is that we decided we couldn't go back to our individual community organizations and talk about breaking the silence because that would be again, like breaking a family uh, a, a betrayal or there are very few resources when you have a multicultural multilingual society as we do, which is extremely creative and rich, but uh judged in so many ways, depending on where the culture and the language comes from. And so we decided we would work together as a group, separate from our individual organizations, but supported by them. And we would go to each of our communities and reach out to other elders. And we became, they would see us as being each of us different and accepting that in fact, all cultures, all groupings, all classes can't say they have a monopoly or they don't have mistreatment. And that's the hmm. issue. They look at us yes. and they say, whoa, yes. Okay, well, you know, they look like us. They're old like us. <laughs> Although we do work, as I was going to say, and you, I, I don't think, I think you said it, across age, gender, and ethnic lines to promote a culture of respect. That was the other side. We can raise awareness, but what are we doing about that? It's such a negative thing. Nobody wants to go to a workshop on abuse or mistreatment. So we really feel that the other side is to help each other create a culture of respect, dignity for all of us. And I didn't get to read the last line, which I don't know if I gave it to you, but I said, Rekha unites in a common goal to work towards the creation of respect for elders within the family and society. And when you do that, you create a society that respects all of its citizens. How can we all live here free of exploitation, physical, financial, emotional? How can our children and our grandchildren grow up safe, strong, and free? How can we together combat ageism, racism, racial profiling, sexism, and poverty that exists here and globally? I'm saying this too because it is going to be Elder Abuse Awareness Day on Tuesday and Health Canada, Canada has this thing, I refuse to abuse, which I think is excellent. It's great. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, we have, we actually have, uh, maybe we could put the uh, uh, RECA uh, URL in the, in the chat for everybody to have a look at. And, and you've prepared uh, a video for us, a short uh, three to five minutes, I think it is, video. And, and I wonder if uh, before we show that, if you might be willing to um, uh, share, uh, just introduce it for us. What are we about to see here? What, what are you going to share? Okay, the silence and what you couldn't hear was, was because that is what we do. We do not speak everyone's language, right, in Montreal. And how are we going to reach them? How are they going to feel comfortable with us speaking about our experiences and possibly theirs? So uh, luckily and uh, with a, a fortuitously, we found Augusto Boal, 
and the theater of the oppressed of which we use a part of it, which is forum theater. Forum theater is very interactive and it really is something that's powerful because you address what your the group is in front of you, not your issues, but their issues. And you help and you ask them to first identify what the issue is and then to work to somehow find a way that you can interact with what you're seeing and it's always personal. Elder mistreatment is always personal in the end, whether it's from an institution or whether it's from a family member, somebody you trust and somebody you don't want. It's very hard to talk about. Anyway, so uh, what you're going to see is our rehearsals. And our rehearsals are silent for that reason, because you're not seeing an actual workshop. And you will, and the rehearsals are not silent but you will see them and you will see the impact. We do a scene from an experience of an elder or from our stories and we act it out. It's only about five minutes and we just open it out and say, what did you see? What did you feel? Is this something that is experienced by elders and that you know of? And there's always a unanimous and it's always silent yes unfortunately yes and then we pursue but uh, we proceed but i'd like you to see that part and then i'd like you to see the other part of Rekka. thank you all right i'm on why don't you uh, go ahead and play that for us with the help of families and better government policies. I want all should help to make situations better so that they don't remain on paper only. We can all join hands to make things better for the elders as they are the pillars of society. Thank you. What I want is to be heard. I want actions instead of words. And what we can do is to implement preventative measures to avoid reoccurrence of mistreatment and monitor these, these measures so that changes could take place. Uh, home care in Quebec has been neglected. Now, what do I want? Well, I want seniors who need long-term care to be able to receive it in their home as long as it is possible. And what we can do? Well, I will continue to fight for the adoption of a comprehensive, affordable, and effective home care program for seniors with 
the adequate allocation of human and financial resources so that many more seniors than currently in, in Quebec can receive home care as long as it's possible to provide it for them and as long as they need it. Um, what I would like to see is certainly no cutbacks from healthcare. Increase more, and increase more funding in view of the increased uh, aging population. Allocation of money be made according to staff needs, population numbers, and the severity of mental, physical, and cultural needs. Stop distributing money without a plan of action. We will constantly watch over our government, how he proceeds to do good, constantly preparing for our lives to be better. Continue to remind our government that we are human beings who want just the right things for our final days. We want peace, respectable, and live with tranquility. I want to see the government not only make promises, but commit and act on what they say. I want the government to separate health issues from business and economic success. Without a healthy population, we cannot have the economic success. I would like a, a steady policy that uh, in, ensures this happening. And what I, we can do together is to ensure that we work together from the ground up and continue that work because we cannot rely on elected officials to make the changes that we would like to see for the better of the community, for the larger, for the whole province, for the country. Thank you. That was that was really cool. I, I, you know, those are very strong statements by the by the. Uh, I, I, I'm presuming the participants of the uh, uh, RECA experience. So the beginning of the video, you, there were pictures of people in action. We saw people in roundtables. We saw people engaging, which seemed to be in a, a theatrical moment. And I'm presuming that those statements were the fruit of what came out of that experience that, you, that would be led by Rika. Is that, is that right? Well, there, there, you saw too, a general thing. The core of our work is reaching out through our foreign theater. And this is in person. So what happened during the pandemic? Do we close down during the pandemic or what is going to happen? So 
what we did was we adapted Forum to Zoom. We're pretty good on Zoom. We realize that we can be online on this. It's slightly different, but we needed to be there online and community organizations felt that they needed elders to break the isolation that we know so many experienced during the pandemic to actually address something like this that was happening to them. And not only that, our scenes that we uh, uh, we did, and we did three, Grandma at the Breakfast Table, and Enid Gets Help, and I Know What's Good For You. All right, all of them just brought them in, in, a, in to vicariously experience. I should say something. They're all asked to look at the elder in the scene. Now we made a video clip of the scenes, but I, I, I didn't bring them to this meeting. But the clips are silent too. So they have to say, you are not just spectators or looking at this as a TV program, you are spect actors. So you, if you don't like what you saw in this and you focused on the elder, what words would you give that person? What actions? How do you feel when you look at what's happening to that person? You know, and we get a, a spectrum. It's communication issues. It's disrespect issues. It's outright abuse. And we do not do anything extreme. So you see, even the communities is divided of elders of what they're seeing. and. And many can be silent, and we really appreciate silence too, because if you're experiencing anything like that, you need to know whether your community is one that you can break the silence to. Are you going to be judged by them? You also need to know, oh my goodness, I didn't know there were so many solutions that I could have thought about it. I only think about, I'm the only one isolated in this issue. And it gives you a chance to to go and get some help. We also never leave uh, without giving some resources, nor do we do the workshop without having the social workers, the community workers, the community in which those elders live and get their entertainment, their information, their classes, everything, so that they meet them as persons, not as somebody that they no, the social worker is coming two weeks, two times a week. They know who the social worker is. She's she becomes part of the play, uh, actually, the scene when we're actually doing it in person. We see who's going to be there. We say, would you play this role? And they go, oh, oh no, we can't do that. I said, <laughs> yes, you can, because you'll see how it's going to be improvised immediately from what you want to do for your community. And they do. They come through. But and, you know, if I, just a note that, that many of our, our, our participants and viewers here are, are leaders in their communities, in their own community-based organizations across Canada. And I, you know, a question that comes to mind is, you know, is this a, a replicable model? Like, is there a, is there a, a way that a, that a community who is interested uh, could adopt and, and, and bring what your RECA's model and use it in their own communities. Is that is that something available? Uh, well, you know, Gregor, we don't own this. In fact, the more people that know about this, you just have to Google and you will Google Forum Theater as part of the one of the umbrella theater experiences in which you communicate with community. There's image theater. This is from the playwright Augusto Boal, 
who comes from Brazil. It's very powerful, but you, you need to look at it. You need to adapt it. It's very easy to adapt because it's not you giving your solutions or your information to a community. It's your ability to listen to them through them acting. Words are very difficult in the beginning. Words are very difficult, but if you play a role, then you step out of yourself. You become somebody else and you find it easier to communicate. Everyone oh. said in the beginning, I can't act, I can't act. Now we give them Oscars. They could get Academy Awards, they're perfect. Sorry, Greg, are you gonna ask me a question? No, I, I, that's great. I wonder if it would be okay, Anne, if we, would it be okay if, if somebody was interested in learning a little bit about the model, um, could they email you? Could we put your sure. email in the chat? Would that be okay? Sure. Yes, but, but I have to tell you, some villages play it every year. You have whole communities acting out what the problems are in that particular community and they take the roles and they're very, this has been done in prisons, this has been done in villages in India, this has been done in Brazil, well it was very politically um, banned in brazil during the dictatorships you know this is where it came from really boal had his actors try to give solutions and there was a woman that said no no you're not you're not you're not giving what i've said a, a solution could be so they said well why don't you act it so she went and acted the part of the person who was uh oppressed in quotes and that's when he said my goodness why are we using our actors? The community knows what their issues are. The communities can be involved. And in, in our case, sometimes doing this, many people are so involved in their work and involved in being isolated that they don't actually even know that maybe they're being mistreated until they see it in a play or see it on a, and then they have to, then they have to say to themselves, we've done our workshops also in Sejeps, which is young people, and we've done it in universities. And we've had people come up to us after and said, you know what? I think we've been isolating my grandmother. It never occurred to me. We always yeah. think of them as being able to handle things. They're so quiet. Another person said to me, I never knew my grandma. In fact, she was always judging me right <laughs> until i had to bring her her food and then we began to talk and then i realized what a history what a history that she had amazing and we had a what an amazing way uh, and it's just so inspiring it, it, it's such an experiential address of ageism that we we all wear uh, you know all of us wear old and young we, we carry ageism in our in, right. in our in our meta narrative of the world and 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 it's just it's such an inspiring tool i'm amazed and once again i'm afraid to say we're just out of time and we could talk about this all day there's just so much to say um uh, barbara if i can just hand it over to you there for uh, a couple of last uh, you're on mute uh, barbara barbara you're on mute yeah Thanks, Gregor, and thank you so much, Anne. That was really informative and inspiring. Uh, we really appreciate that. There were no questions that I could see in the chat box, so uh, we, we did post um, 
the various links, including Anne's email address. And now Amana is going to very quickly post a poll with just a few very quick questions for uh, participants today. And uh, while you're answering the poll, um, which will give us some insights into uh, planning going forward because this is, uh, has been a pilot and there's one left after today and then we'll be uh, on hiatus over the summer and thinking about um, uh, resuming in the fall and of course letting everybody know on Core Canada and in the uh, e-news, uh, which if you're not signed up for yet, make sure you do from the homepage of Core Canada. Uh, so I'll turn it back to Gregor to uh, tell you who is on now uh, for the next session in two weeks from today. Same time, same place. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Barbara. Uh, and yes, this, uh, this event today too was in light of the Elder Abuse Awareness Day on, on June 15th. And I will actually be participating uh, with the um, uh, uh, Canadian Elder Action Against Elder Abuse Canada will be um, uh, doing a webcast on that day at noon. And I believe Amon's going to put that link in the, uh, in the chat as well. So please do join us if you're available at that time. Uh, I'd like to, again, Thanks so much, Anne. It's just ex an extraordinary program. We're, we're so grateful for the work you do and what you're doing. And, and I have a feeling we're going to hear from you again. And I, I think there's really opportunity to expand and to, and to share what you are doing uh, really uh, across Canada. So thank you so much. Um, again, well, I invite you. everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Both. Thanks, Anne. And I want to invite everyone to join us again on June 23rd with Aging from an Indigenous Perspective with Dr. Pamela Williamson, and we'll be featuring a Canadian uh, community-based senior services organization at that time too. So I do uh, welcome you all uh, to join us then. Thanks again, Anne, and everyone have a great couple of weeks. Thank you.